Act Five of The Night of the Burning Pestle by Francis Beaumont and John Fletcher. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Fifth, Scene One, A Room in the House of Venture Well. Enter Venture Well. I will have no great store of company at the wedding a couple of neighbours and their wives, and we will have a capon in stewed broth with marrow, and a good piece of beef stuck with rosemary. Enter Jasper with his face mealed. Forbear thy pains, fond man, it is too late. Heaven bless me, Jasper. I, I am his ghost whom thou hast injured for his constant love. Fond, worldly wretch, who dost not understand in death that true hearts cannot be parted be. First, though thy daughter is quite borne away on wings of angels through the liquid air, too far out of thy reach, and never more shalt thou behold her face. But she and I will in another world enjoy our loves, where neither father's anger, poverty, nor any cross that troubles earthly men shall make us sever our united hearts. And never shalt thou sit or be alone in any place, but I will visit thee with ghastly looks and put into thy mind the great offences which thou didst to me. And thou at thy table with thy friends, merry in heart and filled with swelling wine, I'll come in midst of all thy pride and mirth, invisible to all men but thyself, and whisper such a sad tale in thine ear, shall make thee let the cup fall from thy hand, and stand as mute and pale as death itself. Oh, forgive me, Jasper. Oh, what might I do? Tell me, to satisfy thy troubled ghost. There is no means. Too late thou thinkest of this. But tell me what were best for me to do. Repent thy deed, and satisfy my father. And beat Fawn Humphrey out of thy doors. Exit. Look, George, his very ghost would have folks beaten. Enter Humphrey. Father, my bride is gone, fair mistress loose. My soul's the fount of vengeance, mischief sluice. Hence, fool, out of my sight with thy fond passion. Thou hast undone me. Beats him. Hold, my father dear, for loose thy daughter's sake that had no peer. Thy father, fool, there's some blows more. Begone. Beats him. Jasper, I hope thy ghost be well appeased. To see thy will performed. Now will I go to satisfy thy father for thy wrongs. Aside and exit. What shall I do? I have been beaten twice, and Mistress Luce is gone. Help me, device, since my true love is gone. I never more, whilst I do live upon the sky, will pour, but in the dark will wear out my shoe soles in passion in St. Faith's church under Paul's. Exit. George, call Rife hither. If you love me, call Rife hither. I have the bravest thing for him to do, George. Prithee, call him quickly. Rife! Why, Rife, boy! Enter Rafe. Come hither, Rife. 
Come to thy mistress, boy. Rafe, I would have thee call all the youth together in battle ray with drums and guns and flags and march to Mile End in pompous fashion and there exhort your soldiers to be merry and wise and to keep their beards from burning, Rafe, and then skirmish and let your flags fly and cry, kill, kill, kill. My husband shall lend you his jerkin, Rafe, and there's a scarf, and for the rest, the house shall furnish you and we'll pay for it. Do it bravely, Rafe, and think before whom you perform and what person you represent. I warrant you, mistress, if I do it not, for the honour of the city and the credit of my master, let me never hope for freedom. Tis well spoken, if faith. Go thy ways, thou art a spark indeed. Rafe, Rafe, double your fires bravely, Rafe. <laughs> I warrant you, sir. Exit. Let him look narrowly to his service. I shall take him else. I was there myself a pikeman once, in the hottest of the day, wench. Had my feather shot sheer away, the fringe of my pipe burnt off with powder, my pate broken with a scouring stick, and yet I thank God I am here. Drums within. Hark, George, the drums! Ran ten, 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 ten. O oh, wench, and thou hadst but seen little Ned of Olgate, drum Ned. How he made it roar again, and laid on like a tyrant, and struck softly till the war came up, and then thundered again, and together we go. Saw, 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 bounce, quote the guns. Courage, my hearts, quote the captain. St. George, quote the pikeman. And withal, here they lay, and there they lay. And yet for all this, I am here, wench. Be thankful for it, George, for indeed tis wonderful. Scene two, a street, and afterwards Mile End. Enter Rafe and company of soldiers, among whom are William Hamerton and George Greengoose, with drums and collars. March fair, my hearts. Lieutenant, beat the rear up. Ancient, let your colours fly, but have a great care of the butcher's hooks at Whitechapel. They have been the death of many a fair ancient. Open your files, that I may take a view of both of your persons and munition. Sergeant, call a muster. A stand, William Hamerton, Putra. Here, Captain. A corslet and a Spanish pipe. Tis well. Can you shake it with a terror? I hope so, Captain. Charge upon me. He charges on Rafe. Oh, tis with the weakest. But more strength, William Hamerton, more strength. As you were again. Proceed, Sergeant. George Greengoose, Poultra. Here. Let me see your peas, neighbour Greengoose. When was she shot in? Ant like you, Master Captain. I made a shot even now, partly to scour her, and partly for audacity. It should seem so, certainly, for her breath is yet inflamed. Besides, there is a main fault in a touch hole. It runs and stinketh, and I tell you moreover, and believe it. Ten such touch holes would breed the pox in the army. Get you a feather, neighbour, get you a feather. Sweet oil and paper, and your peace may do well enough yet. Where's your powder? Here. What, in a paper? As I am a soldier and a gentleman, it craves a martial court. You ought to die for it. Where's your horn? Answer me to that. Ant like you, sir. I was oblivious. Oh, it likes me not it should be so. Tis a shame for you and a scandal to all our neighbours, being a man of worth and estimation, to leave your horn behind you. I am afraid twill breed example. 
but let me tell you no more, aunt. Stand till I view you all. What's become of the nose of your flask? Indeed. La, Captain. Twas blown away with powder. Put on a new one at the city's charge. Where's the stone of this piece? The drummer took it out to light tobacco. Oh, tis a fault, my friend. Put it in again. You want a nose and you a stone. Sergeant, take a note on it, for I mean to stop it in the pay. Remove and march. They march. Soft and fair, gentlemen, soft and fair. Double and files as you were, faces about. Now, you, with the sodden face, keep in there. Look to your match, sirrah. It will be in your fellow's flask anon. So, make a crescent now. Advance your pikes. Stand and give ear. Gentlemen, countrymen, friends, and my fellow soldiers, I have brought you this day from the shops of security and the counters of content to measure out in these furious fields honour by the L and prowess by the pound. Let it not, oh, let it not, I say, be told hereafter, the noble issue of this city fainted, but bear yourselves in this fair action like men, valiant men, and free men. Fear not the face of the enemy, nor the noise of the guns, for believe me, brethren, the rude rumbling of a brewer's car is far more terrible of which you have a daily experience. Neither let the stink of powder offend you, since a more valiant stink is nightly with you. To a resolve, mind, his home is everywhere. I speak not this to take away the hope of your return, for, you shall see, I do not doubt it, and that very shortly, your loving wives again, and your sweet children, whose care doth bear you company in baskets. Remember then whose cause you have in hand, and, like a sort of true-born scavengers, Scow me this famous realm of enemies. I have no more to say but this. Stand to your tacklings, lads, and show to the world you can as well brandish a sword as shake an apron. St. George, and on my arts. St. George, St. George. Excellent. T'was well done, Rafe. I'll send thee a cold cape on a field and a bottle of March beer. And, it may be, come myself to see thee. Now, the boy hath deceived me much. I did not think it had been in him. He has performed such a matter, wench, that if I live, next year I'll have him captain of the galley foist, or I'll want my will. Scene 3. A room in Marythought's house. Enter Marythought. Yet, I thank God, I break not a wrinkle more than I had. Not a stoop, boys? Care. Live with cats, I defy thee. My heart is as sound as an oak, and though I want drink to wet my whistle, I can sing. Come no more there, boys, come no more there, for we shall never whilst we live come any more there. Enter boy and two men bearing a coffin. God save you, sir. It's a brave boy. Canst thou sing? Yes, sir, I can sing. But it's not so necessary at this time. Sing we enchant it, while love doth grant it. Sir, sir. 
If you knew what I have brought you, you would have little list to sing. Oh, the mimmon round full long I have thee sought, and now I have thee found, and what hast thou here brought? A coffin, sir, and your dead son Jasper in it. Exit with men. Dead? Why, farewell, he thou wast a bonny boy, and I did love thee. Enter Jasper. Then I pray you, sir, do so still. Jasper's ghost. Thou art welcome from Stygian lake, so soon declare to me what wondrous things in Pluto's court are done. By my troth, sir, I never came there. Tis too hot for me, sir. A merry ghost. A very merry ghost. And where is your true love? Oh, where is your horse? Mary, look you, sir. Removes the cloth, and Luce rises out of the coffin. Aha! Art thou good at that, in faith? With hatred, seat a Larry Whiskin. The world it runs on wheels. When the young man's Ahop <coughs> goes the maiden's heels. Mistress Mary thought and Michael within. What, Master Mary thought? Will you not let us in? What do you think shall become of us? What voice is that that calleth at our door? You know me well enough. I am sure I have not been such a stranger to you. And some they whistled, and some they sung, Hey, down, down, and some did loudly say, Ever as the Lord Barnett's horn blew, Away, Musgrave, away. You will not have a starve here, will you, Master Mary thought? Nay, good sir, be persuaded. She is my mother. If her offences have been great against you, let your own love remember she is yours, and so forgive her. Good Master Mary Thought, let me entreat you. I will not be denied. Why, Master Mary Thought, will you be a vexed thing still? Woman, I take you to my love again, but you shall sing before you enter. Therefore dispatch your song, and so... Come in. Well, you must have your will when all is done. Mick, what song canst thou sing, boy? Michael, within. I can sing none, forsooth, but a lady's daughter of Paris properly. It was a lady's daughter, etc. Marythought opens the door. Enter mistress, Marythought and Michael. Come, you're welcome home again. If such danger be in playing, and just must to her nest turn, you shall go no more a-maying. Venture well, within. Are you within, sir? Master Mary thought? It is my master's voice. Good sir, go hold him in talk whilst we convey ourselves into some inward room. Exit with the loose. What are you? Are you merry? 
You must be very merry if you enter. I am, sir. Sing, then. Nay, good sir, open to me. Sing, I say. Or, by the merry heart, you come not in. Well, sir, I'll sing. Uh, fortune, my fortune, etc. Mary thought opens the door. Enter, venture well. You are welcome, sir. You are welcome. You see your entertainment. Pray you be merry. Oh, Master Mary thought. I'm come to ask your forgiveness for the wrongs I offered you, and your most virtuous son. They are infinite. Yet my contrition shall be more than they. I do confess my hardness broke his heart, for which just heaven hath given me punishment more than my age can carry. His wandering spirit nor yet at rest pursues me everywhere, crying, I'll haunt thee for thy cruelty. My daughter, she is gone, I know not how, taken invisible, and whether living or in the grave, tis yet uncertain to me. Oh, Master Merrythought, these other weights will sink me to my grave forgive me sir why sir i do forgive you and be merry and if the wag in's lifetime played the knave can you forgive him too with all my heart sir speak it again and heartily i do sir now by my soul i do re-enter loose and jasper with that came out his paramour she was as white as the lily flower a tall trolly lolly with that came out her own dear knight he was as true as ere it fight etc sir if you will forgive him Clap their hands together. There's no more to be said in the matter. I do. I do. I do not like this. Peace, boys. Hear me, one of you. Everybody's part has come to an end, but Rafe's. And he's left out. Tis long of yourself, sir. We have nothing to do with his part. Rafe, come away. Make an end on him, as you've done of the rest, boys. Come. Now, good husbands, let him come out and die. He shall, Nell. Rafe, come away quickly, and die, boy. It will be very unfit he should die, sir, upon no occasion, and in a comedy, too. Take you no care of that, sir, boy. Is not his part at an end, think you, when he's dead? Come away, Rafe. Enter Rafe with a forked arrow through his head. When I was mortal, this my costive core did lap up figs and raisins in a strand. Where sitting, I espied a lovely dame, whose master wrought with lingle and with all, and underground he vampied many a boot. Straight did her love prick forth me, tender sprig, to follow feats of arms in warlike wise, 
through Waltham Desert, where I did perform many achievements, and did lay on grand huge Barbarosso, that insulting giant, and all his captives soon set at liberty. Then honour pricked me from my native soil into Moldavia, where I gained the love of Pompiana, his beloved daughter, but yet proved constant to the black-thumbed maid Susan, and scored Pompiana's love. Yet liberal I was, and gave her pins and money for her father's officers. I then returned home, and thrust myself in action, and by all men chosen was Lord of the May, where I did flourish it, with scarves and rings, and posy in my hand. After this action I preferred was, and chosen city captain at Mile End, with hat and feather and with leading staff, and trained my men, and brought them all off clear, save one man that berated him with the noise. But all these things I, Rafe, did undertake, only for the beloved Susan's sake. Then coming home and sitting in my shop with apron blue, death came unto my stall to cheapen aquavitae. But ere I could take the bottle down and fill a taste, death caught a pound of pepper in his hand and sprinkled all my face and body o'er, and in an instant vanished away. Tis a pretty fiction, I faith. Then took I up my bow and shaft in end, and walked into more fields to cool myself. But there, grim, cruel death met me again, and shot this fucked arrow through my head. And now I faint. Therefore be warned by me, my fellows, everyone, of fucked heads. Farewell, all you good boys in merry London. Ne'er shall we more upon Shrove Tuesday meet, and pluck down houses of iniquity. Oh, my pain increaseth. I shall never more hold open whilst another pumps both legs, nor daub a satin gown with rotten eggs. Set up a stake. Oh, ne'er more I shall. I die. Fly. Fly my soul to grocers all. Oh, 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 oh. Well said, Rafe. Do your obeisance to the gentleman and go your ways. Well said, Rafe. Brave Rises, make obeisance and exit. Methinks all we, thus kindly and unexpectedly reconciled, should not depart without a song. A good motion. Strike up, then. Better music ne'er was known than a choir of hearts in one let each other that hath been troubled with the gall or spleen learn of us to keep his brow Smooth and plain as ours are now, Sing though before the hour of dying, He shall rise and then be crying. Heigh-ho, tis naught but mirth, That keeps the body from the earth. Exeunt. Come now, shall we go? The play's done. Nay, by my faith, George, I have more manners than so. I'll speak to these gentlemen first. 
I thank you all, gentlemen, for your patience and countenance to Rafe, a poor fatherless child. And if I might see you at my house, it should go hard, but I will have a bottle of wine and a pipe of tobacco for you. For truly, I hope you do like the youth. But I will be glad to know the truth. I refer it to your own discretions, whether you will applaud him or no. For I will wink, and whilst you shall do what you will. I thank you with all my heart. God give you good night. Come, George. Exeunt. End of Act 5 End of The Night of the Burning Pestle by Francis Beaumont and John Fletcher